0: Hello everyone, it's Zach and Matt here from Enrollify. Welcome to Second Look. Second Look is your weekly briefing on the latest higher ed marketing trends that are worth keeping tabs on. Second Look is the podcast version of Enrollify's weekly newsletter, The Minute, which if you are not subscribed to, please change that right now by going to theminute.com. Not the minute. Actually, you can go to gettheminute.com, or you can go to enrollify.org and subscribe to the minute that way. Matt is the managing editor editor of the minute, and he spends time every week scouring the internet for the trends that are most crucial for enrollment marketers to be paying attention to. Matt, welcome in. You ready to dive in? I'm ready. Fantastic. Okay, so. A couple weeks ago, actually, we decided to launch a an Enrollify experiment, and we went and inquired to about 80 different business schools, all some form of an MBA program as part of a, a sort of secret shopper experiment to get a sense for how MBA communications are right now. In other words, how are MBA programs, how are business schools adapting their communications in light of everything happening with COVID-19? And we have a little update for our listeners so three kind of things that stand out uh, about what we've noticed for, as, as a part of this test so far. First and foremost, only 11.7%, just shy of 12%, of triggered thank you emails. So any sort of automated email that comes after somebody completes a form um, mention anything about COVID-19. So in other words, language has not been adjusted for the uh, for the majority of communications that have anything to do with uh, post-trigger communications. Number two, 22% of email subject lines were simply a thank you or thank you for requesting more information without any additional context, right? So in other words, there's zero personalization there. There's zero opportunity, f- you know, there's zero clarity a- around what exactly you are thanking this individual for, who you are, what school you are, etc. Lots of missed opportunities there. And then finally, only 5.8%, just shy of 6%, of emails received contained personalization in either the subject line or the email preview text. That's the little you know text that you see before you actually open uh, open the actual email. So Matt, talk to us about the significance of these statistics and what you think enrollment marketers, specifically those working in business schools, can do to stand out among the comp- amongst the competition.
1: Yeah, so I mean, every single touch point in the prospective student's journey is important. But of all of those, the first touchpoint, the one after a contact request more information, is absolutely vital to really sustain that prospect's attention throughout the rest of your comp flow. You know, you're selling a twenty dollars to $80,000 service, and if your email quality is more on par with a $20 product and provides really little to no help to prospective students, you're probably not effectively nurturing them through the applicant journey. You know, open rates on trigger emails, the emails that are sent right after the prospect actually inquires have an 80% open rate. So take advantage of it. Don't just thank those prospects for inquiring. And instead of a call to action to contact your school or request more information, because remember, they just contacted you, you can try a number of things. So you could try providing student stories via your blog or YouTube channel. You could send them a thank you video, or you could offer them a downloadable resource, guides, anything that would be helpful as they consider grad school.
0: I love the the point there about not you know inviting them to contact you again because they just submitted a form requesting more information or requesting that they be contacted by you one of the stats that we didn't include here is that 60% of these communications also have additional links to request more information or request communication from an admissions coordinator and it's just jarring to me because you know literally again for these trigger based emails that's exactly what i just did um, anyways, moving, moving along here, Matt, the next thing that you cover in this week's edition of The Minute is this survey that uh, Twitter recently conducted. And, you know, they recently conducted this survey um, and asked users, asked, their, asked consumers what they want to see from advertisers during the pandemic. So can you share some of the most interesting takeaways from this survey and specifically what enrollment marketers should do in response to what these survey results reveal?
1: Absolutely. I found four takeaways that to me were pretty interesting. The first being that of these survey respondents, 64% of them said that brands should just continue to advertise products as normal. Uh, 77% of these respondents agreed that they felt more positively about a brand that was making an effort to support society in a positive way. Only 7% of these respondents said that brands should continue using their normal brand tone of voice. And then 70% of these same respondents said that brands should boost positivity to share more positive stories in light of COVID-19. So right now, prospective students are looking for signs of normalcy. And if you're planning to advertise your program or school, your ads should have some sort of a positive tone while also acknowledging the reality of the situation we're all in. Enrollment marketers should consider highlighting the successes of their students, faculty, or alumni despite COVID-19. I think also promoting, you know, at-fee waivers or even one-on-one financial aid meetings to show sensitivity and empathy towards prospective students could be an impactful idea.
0: Fantastic. I was most shocked, actually, by uh, the first statistic you talked about there, the fact that 64% of consumers said brands should continue to advertise products as normal. I think that there's this... There's this tendency to make everything COVID-19-y in this moment, and I think that's a, sort of a refreshing reminder that, at least for some consumers, in this case the majority of consumers, are sort of tired of that and want you know brands to be sensitive and be empathetic but also continue to market and promote the things that that brand does. Um, finally, Matt, I want to talk today about content authority and its influence on organic search rankings. So content authority is one of those SEO measures that – Google uses to rank you know, one page over another, but like most SEO topics, what makes content authority, uh, excuse me, content authoritative is not always 100% clear to those of us that don't know the ins and outs of, of all of Google's secrets. So what do we know about content authority and um, why is this important, Matt?
1: Yeah, so like you said, we don't know a ton about exactly how Google ranks thanks to content authority. Um, but for the best shot at writing authoritative content you should really produce writing that focuses on answering a question most people are typing in question queries into google so make sure that your writing really is focused on answering a query question but also try to keep information or content information dense and so that is you know writing not just to meet word counts but to produce really fact heavy information with less fluff you know if you think about wikipedia Wikipedia on all of its pages is incredibly information-dense. There's not a lot of fluff. Many also believe that inline citations, fact lists, date lines, AP-style formatting all contribute to content authority as well. So you could try putting those into some of your pages where it makes sense. So, you know, maybe you're in the middle of a website revamp or writing new content in light of COVID-19. Are you really thinking about content authority and writing with Google in mind? Not all content really needs to be a scholarly masterpiece, but consider being more information dense on blogs. Consider using citations on pages that promote your research-heavy programs, and avoid clickbait. Clickbait is writing that really lacks substance, and it's not going to get you a lot of credit with Google and SEO.
0: I love this. This also just reminds me too of you know the quality update that Google made several years ago to its ranking algorithms, which basically suggested that you know, it was really, really important for marketers and, you know, in our context, enrollment marketers to produce quality content, long-form content, content that was, as you were saying, not not just not clickbaity, but also that went deep into answering the questions of searchers. So it sounds like this is sort of kind of a, a proliferation or kind of like a second uh, uh, update with, with respect to uh, the, that initial quality update that they made to algorithms years ago. So here's my attempt, Matt, at a quick summary for all of our listeners on the three things that we covered today. Uh, Hopefully, I I do you justice here. But first and foremost, uh, people should revisit their automated trigger uh, emails. They should uh, ask themselves, are these communications engaging? Are they compelling? Do they link to additional content resources? And if not, it's time that those emails get a refresh. Uh, Number two, amidst the chaos, prospective students are actually looking for signs of normalcy from schools. Um, You know, so enrollment marketers need to be sensitive and careful in their communications for sure. But as you know, we previously discussed, there's no need to be overly COVID-19-y about every single thing that your, every single tactic, every sort of communication in your enrollment marketing mix. Be sensitive, be empathetic, but be smart. And then finally... Have a look at your blogs. Uh, Good questions to ask ourselves here. Are are they mostly shallow, sort of five steps to X kind of posts? Uh, If so, maybe it's time for folks to be a little bit more intentional and tactful uh, with their content and increase its depth and quality overall. How was that? Jack, you nailed it. That all sounds great. Uh, Okay, folks. uh, That's all we've got for you today. Uh, Thanks for being here, Matt. As always, guys, we appreciate... Um, you tuning in. We appreciate your support of Enrollify. We appreciate your support of The Minute. If you have any questions of how we could, how we can improve this kind of segment, please do not hesitate to send me an email at zach at enrollify.org. Always looking for feedback. Matt, thanks again for your time. My pleasure. If you are an enrollment marketer working in marketing and communications or enrollment management and would be willing to be interviewed on the podcast, Or if you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please reach out directly to me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org. We sincerely look forward to working with you to make Enrollify the most trusted, go-to digital resource for enrollment marketers out there.